As you prepare for retirement, you'll be faced with many important choices. We want you to make the right ones. Welcome to Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott. Charles is an accredited investment fiduciary. He's well-equipped to help you make sound financial decisions. We want you to experience a meaningful retirement. On our podcast, we believe financial choices matter. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into the final episode of the season. It is the final podcast of 2021 here on Financial Choices Matter. We'll be back with more episodes in the new year, but we're going to finish up our podcast with the second half of our conversation about doing the 22 Money Resolutions for 2022. Charles, once again here, joining me. He's uh, hanging out there. He's being a trooper. Still a little under the weather, but we're going to make this happen. Of course, he is a fiduciary advisor at Peloton Capital Management. How you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm okay. I'm uh, I'm going to apologize up front if I sniff or cough, but uh, what got good stuff to talk about. So I'm going to yeah. power through it, and uh, Mark can edit the heck out of this, so I know it'll come out sounding reasonably intelligent. There you go. Yeah. You know, we were talking about on the last episode, this uh, first half of the list, right? The 11, first 11 of these 22 money resolutions. We're going to pick up the other 11. We touched on the fiduciary thing a little bit as well, because, you know, I've mentioned often on the podcast that you are one. Uh, and uh, you were like one of the first people to do that, right? In the area. Well, yeah, there's a designation accredited investment fiduciary. And uh, as we said in the last podcast, I'd always thought of myself as a fiduciary anyway. And then I saw that you could get this designation. I thought, well, why not? It just fits with, with who we are and why we do it the way we do it. Mm-hmm. And I was the, ended up being the third person in the state of Arizona to get the designation. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, very cool. Well, very cool. Good kudos. Kudos to you, my friend. Well, let's get through this so you can hang in there and talk mm-hmm. with us on these. And we've got the other 11 to go. So let's pick it up where we start, uh, where we left off. And if you didn't listen to the prior podcast, you can still obviously get plenty of information from this one. But go back and check that one out as well. You can find all the stuff at PelotonCapital.com. That's Charles's website, PelotonCapital.com. That's where they get posted as well as there's links to good, uh, lots of good stuff. There's tools, tips, resources. You can get in contact with Charles, all that kind of stuff. So go check that out. But let's pick it up with number 12. And that is check your credit. If it's been a while, it's a free resource out there, at least annually, right? A lot of places you can do this for free. Yeah. Freecreditreport.com is free for your credit report. If you want your credit score, you're going to pay a, a nominal fee for that. We bank at Wells Fargo. Not, I'm not shilling for them in any way, shape, or form, but uh-huh. they, have my, they have my FICO score on there. I can look at whatever I wanted to. Yeah, I think a lot of banks um, do that actually now. Yeah, yeah so. they do. I mean, it just makes sense. And check it. Make sure that you understand what's there because- It affects uh, things it, it, that you might not think about. Like you might think, hey, I'm older. I don't need, I don't care about my credit score anymore. I'm not getting another mortgage, right? But it does affect other yeah. things. Oh, yeah. It, 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 it impacts it. Everybody looks. Everybody that what you're going to enter into- any Your car insurance. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They check. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just need to be looking at it on a regular basis, making sure that there's nothing that's un- untoward. Uh, you making sure that, you know, that there's not somebody running around with a credit card out there that uh, you uh, that's got your name and number on it, then you didn't know it. Although most, I mean, we got a thing a couple of months ago, there was a fraud alert on one of our cards. And okay, it's like, right. okay, that's a pain in the neck, but at least we know it. And it didn't, you know, they figured it out right away. And it's like, are you in you know, are you in South Carolina buying this? And he's like, no, no. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, but check, because sometimes you're, you'd be amazed. And can you clean it up? It's not a quick process to fix it if you've got a bad credit score, but it's absolutely fixable. You just have to be very diligent about it, but you need to know what's on there. 
Definitely. Absolutely. Okay. That's number 13, or excuse me, that was number 12. Number 13 is, uh, yeah, I'm right. <laughs> I almost lost myself. Number 13, Uh-oh. Charles, is check your They're fees. They're in numerical order here, Mark. I come know, on, right? I can't read the numbers. Uh, <laughs> I got to get those glasses on. So number 13 is check your fees. Now, I was going to mention this from a financial planning standpoint, which we can do as well, but if we're talking about some money resolutions, Charles, also check the fees that you might be paying in subscriptions now. We all are like... If you're not careful, the next thing you know, if you go take a look at this, and this goes back to one of our other ones on the prior list, which was getting organized and maybe a little tracking sheet, you might find that you're paying for subscriptions to a whole bunch of stuff you don't even use anymore, right? Oh, that's you, right. You know, yeah. like you got 10 streaming services and three music services and blah, blah, blah. You, you just kind of get in the habit of having them there. And are they beneficial to you? Are they important to you? Um, if they're not, just be be reasonably brutal and saying, I don't care about this anymore. It was, I know why I did it to begin with, but I don't do it anymore. I don't need that. I don't want that now. And just get rid of that stuff because it can add up. And this kind of goes back to what we talked about in the last podcast also. And that was, you don't have any idea what you spend every month because you're spending it on stuff that you don't even use. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Well, and if if you're talking about your financial plan, you know, you want to keep looking at fees. We all, we talk about that often, right? Make sure that we're not paying more fees than we need to be. If you don't know what you're going to be charged, <laughs> run away. Yeah. Um, and and just, you know, we just disclose people to all the time. This is exactly what it is. This is exactly how it works. This is how we get paid. This is what we do. If we're doing insurance, we have a disclaimer form that says, hey, we get paid most the vast majority of the time by the insurance company, not by you, but you just need to know that. We still come at it from a fiduciary point of view, trying to find you the best insurance mm-hmm. that right. fits fits the needs you have at this particular point in time. But just know that. I'm not going to bill you for this. They're going to pay me for this. Yeah. It's just, it's disclosure. It's just, you know, but every, nobody's doing this for free. Oh yeah. And and there are hidden fees out there and not usually from advisors. Typically that is within the portfolios themselves. There's a lot of times that things they don't actually have to disclose, which is kind of odd, but there it's true. And so working with someone again, like a fiduciary, you can say, Hey, let's, let's go and uncover all these. So I can explain all these hidden fees that are inside your mutual fund and so on and so forth. Yeah. And you got to be careful of people that are that are touting financial information. They're all over. I'm not going to name anybody particular, but they're promoting products that usually come with monumentally high fees. And just be careful. Yeah. Read yep. read read the material. Be informed. Make a smart choice. Well, you know, you mentioned you know touting knowledge, and that's actually number fourteen. But I kind of wanted to preface this a little bit because my my headline is share your knowledge a little bit because if you work with a great advisor, and this is where I wanted to go, so not share your knowledge like, hey, I heard about a hot stock tip. Let me tell my buddy at the water cooler. I'm not talking like that. I'm talking more of if you're working with a good advisor or something that who's really been helpful, or you know of a couple of you know a good financial tip, something that you know is gonna you know help somebody. Like, hey, this is a great app that helps me track my budget or whatever. That kind yeah. of thing. Financial literacy can be a good thing to share with other people. So that's kind of where I wanted to go with that. Not so much the, hey, you should you know invest in blah, blah, blah. That's great advice. And I think the financial literacy, those are two words that, what did I read? I just read something the other day that the average American has like a ninth grade, the average, this is everybody, ninth or 10th grade education and their financial educational level is about fifth or sixth grade. Yeah. We, we do. Don't, we don't. We do we, a terrible job in this country. Absolutely terrible yeah. job in this country. If, if you didn't learn it from your parents, you probably don't know. I, you know, my kids <laughs> at the time it was happening to them didn't appreciate it, but get it now. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, you know, I mean, 
yeah, it's yeah. They they understand why this stuff makes sense now, but it was painful for them because a I would never let them off the hook, and b I said you're going to need to know this later on, and now they go okay you were right. Yep. It's like okay you know that's what parents are supposed to do, but tell you know tell people if you if you learn something new that was valuable to you share that with folks you know because then they may not have known that and they will pick up on it and that'll maybe make a difference for them and just pass it on. There you go. I guess you know that's. What's, what was those old commercials, right? They would show knowledge, something, and they would say, pass it on. It was like a little rainbow and a star would go by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just go. pass it on. Good piece of information. Pass it on. There you go. Um, uh, yeah, and just not you know, not when you're golfing like what you think is a hot stock tip, stock, stock tip because that no. usually is never the case. All right. No. Let's go on to number 15. I, I wouldn't know one of those if it bit me If it the bit you. Area. There you go. That's right. Uh, number 15, Charles, donation opportunities going into 2022, obviously 20, you know, it's the time of the season, time of the year when we're all feeling a bit charitable, but you know, it could be a little, little late in the game to get some of that done, but going into the new year, Hey, maybe look for more donation opportunities and it may help your tax situation as well. Oh yeah. And I think this is a conversation you need to have with your tax professional. Um, there are some retroactive tax credits for donations that you can make. Oh, nice. That will, you know, you could do them after the first of the year and they'd still be impacted on this year's tax return. Fantastic. So, I mean, it's just, it's, it's be aware of that. Can I, can I, can I take a dollar and give it to this charity and not have to give it to the state of Arizona? Yeah, you can. So, you know, it, it, and unless you think the wisest and smartest people in, that are the most efficient users of your money are the state of Arizona, then give it to the, you know, give it to the place that can use the dollars that you appreciate what they do for other folk. Yeah, so, yeah, it's, it's just being aware of what's possible out there and, you know, taking advantage of the way the laws are written. Everybody complains about the law, you know, the tax laws and all this stuff and all the rich are doing all this stuff. Well, I'm telling you, the people that made the laws tried to make them relatively complicated. The people that have money and are are intelligent about the money and go looking for solutions to some of this stuff, just hire smarter people than the people that were that wrote the laws. Right, exactly. So it's it's not complicated. It, it is complicated. The, the finding out of the good information isn't complicated. And the donation thing is really good because you could you could help yourself and help others at the same time. And what could be better than that? I don't know. Especially if you start, and again, this, if you're talking about these things working together within some sort of synergy. This is something that you incorporating into your plan, your overall retirement strategy, and so on and so forth can be a long-term thing. So now you're talking about tax planning versus just yeah. the annual tax prep. And in yeah. that, you're you're helping others, but you're also seeing if you can you know help yourself on your bottom line with your taxes along the way. And there's nothing wrong with that. So absolutely not. All right, number seven sixteen. God, I can't keep this straight, can I? Review your tax bracket. So you don't get surprised later in the year. I mean, you know, it kind of seems kind of obvious. And somebody might say, well, I don't know how to review my tax bracket. I just know what I paid last year. <laughs> well, yeah, you, okay. That's fair. But they're, they're, you know, sometimes they don't change very frequently. They change the couple. Did you make a lot more years. or less, right? Well, That's, if you make a lot more or something like that. Sure. The other, the other thing that you want to think about is where are, how close are you to the top of your tax bracket? And there's two tax rates. And I don't know if, I can't remember we've talked about this before. There are two tax rates that you need to take into consideration. One is your marginal tax bracket. And that's the tax you pay on the last dollar you make every year. Okay. So if I'm at a 22% tax bracket, that means I pay 22% on that last dollar that I earned in the year. My effective tax bracket is different. And it's almost always a lower number because that is the actual 
taxes that you pay divided by the actual dollars that you made, your mm. taxable income. Mm-hmm. A typical example would be somebody's in the 22% marginal tax bracket and the 15% effective bracket. Effectively, you're paying 15% of your income in taxes. Gotcha. Okay. So that's those are things to be aware of. Most people have never looked at it that way. So when we do European tax planning for people and say, do you want to do a Roth conversion or something else right now? We'll always take a look at their tax bracket and say, what are you going to, where are you going to be between now and the end of the year? And if they're if it's a complicated one, I was just on the phone a couple of days ago with a client in California who's a higher income earner and has a complicated tax situation. And the CPA is involved in that one because there's some of these that are really simple. And But if it's a complicated situation, then I'm always going to bring the CPA in and I'm going to let them, you know, do we want to do a Roth conversion? Do we want to do something else? How do we want to deal with this year? And it, it gets kind of busy at the end of the year sometimes when that's when you know how much you've made. Or yeah. do I exercise a stock option? What's it going to do to my tax bracket? So you just be aware of them. And whether taxes stay the same as they are or they go up in the future, that's my guess. You just need to know where you're at so that you don't get trapped into something that you weren't expecting. And again, that's where kind of a lot of these work together because if you're working with an advisor, they're going to help you with a lot of these more complicated pieces of this. So, And you mentioned it a couple of times there in that conversation piece. So let's go to 17, which is ask if uh, a Roth conversion is right for you, right? Yeah, exactly. They can be very, very valuable. And, and it's just, there's some creative ways that you can do them if you've never thought about them. What you want to do is pay the tax today when the tax brackets are lower, you're going to pay less tax on it, on those dollars, convert them to a Roth, and then you'll never be taxed on them again, unless the laws change. And we can do nothing about that. All we can do is work with what we know. But you again, you don't want to go from tax bracket A to tax bracket B, which is higher, because you did a Roth conversion. You want to get to the top of tax bracket A and not go over to the next one. Yeah, you want to fill it up, so to speak. Fill up, yeah, fill up, fill up the bracket that you're in, the lowest bracket this, that you can possibly be in. But if you went over a little bit, it's not going to be the end of the world because you're still paying the vast majority of everything in a lower tax bracket. It's just the whatever creeps over the top gets taxed. A little oh, bit that's good rate. to know. So it doesn't just automatically kick the entire amount to the new bracket. No, it's yeah. just that dollar. It's, yeah, that twenty-five dollars that went over, I now have to pay thirty-three percent instead of twenty-two percent. Ah, okay. Not, well, that's good to it's know. Not, it's not going to kill you. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. That's very good to know. So, and a lot of times, obviously, yeah, again, we know what the tax rates are. So many, many advisors I talked to have been very busy doing Roth conversions most of this year uh, because of all the ta- all the spending that we're doing and all the tax conversations that are being had at the, at the high levels there. So something to definitely have on your radar for 2022. Uh, yeah. Number 18, Charles, update paycheck withholdings. So I don't know. I mean, if you're still working, if you're a pre-retiree, for example, and you've had some major life changes or just whatever... Maybe you want to have that conversation about you know changing that. Absolutely, because we always ask people. I always when I look at their tax returns, I will ask them, okay, you got a refund of X, and did you you know in the year before that you got a refund of about the same amount of money? I said, why are you giving them the money all year long when you know you're going to get it back? Why don't you use it? And nobody's ever got a good answer. So the optimal number for your taxes when you do your tax returns, you should not get a refund and you should not owe a penny. It should be zero. And if you do that, that's the quintessentially efficient tax plan. I mean, that's awesome. I've Yeah, I've always heard that a good sweet spot is anything from zero to 500 either direction, right? So like zero to 500, yeah. you owe them yeah. or they owe you. Yeah. You're not yeah. too bad of shape. Unless there's something unusual that occurred that sure. you just, yeah, yeah. you know, that, and that's okay. But check it because if you just adjust your withholdings, 
That could make a difference. You know, yeah. Then it could make a huge difference. Okay. All yeah. right. Uh, number 19, rebalance that portfolio uh, annually, quarterly. What are we doing here? And some people might say, well, heck, I don't know how to do that. I'm going to take a contrarian perspective here on okay. rebalancing. I think you need to rebalance when you need to rebalance. I don't think you need to rebalance on a quarterly basis or semi-annual basis based on a calendar year because okay. rebalancing to me is selling the winners and buying the losers with the hope that the losers become winners. And I don't get that because that's all it does. Stuff that's gone up too much, you want to bring it back to your original allocation. Was your original allocation correct? I don't know. Do you know? Your advisor didn't know for sure. He just plunked it into a software program and spit it out. I'm not a big fan of it. Okay. Fair enough. Um, but a lot of people are, and I don't think it's a bad idea if you've had some weird things going on. But I think you want to try to set the allocation on your investments, and, and depending on where you know what kind they are. And when you rebalance, if it's a taxable account, you're going to have a tax impact. So that's also something to think about. Yeah, definitely. All right. So let's move on from rebalancing then to number 20. Uh, plan out your transition to, to retirement. So it doesn't have to necessarily be, uh, definitely if you have a plan, that's going to help with the transition, Charles. But maybe if nothing else, if it's just part of a resolution, just start thinking about, hey, what do I want to do in retirement? Do I want to work at all? Yeah. yeah. Part-time, wanna... cold turkey, what? Yeah, I don't know. Here's the, is what we always suggest. If it's really something that you're looking forward to and do it, it's like, go take take a month. So you can get some personal time off and vacation time. Take a month and live it like you're going to re be retired. What are you going to do every day? And a little practice run. A practice run. That's exactly what it is. You know, give like it, it, take a calendar that's blank. And on every day, draw two lines through each day, vertical lines through each day, morning, afternoon, and evening, and write down what you're going to do. Because you'll be amazed. Most people have no idea what they're going to do. And you'll be, they're amazed at how much time work actually took. Um, yeah, for sure. You're getting up and you're going to work <laughs> and you're coming home and you're driving. And, you you know, I mean, it's just all this stuff. And you're thinking about it on a weekend and blah, blah, blah. If you don't have to do that anymore, what are you going to do? I just yeah. think it's really important to know that. That's interesting because the first four or five days, you're going to, I mean, it's going to be like a vacation. You're like, this is a party. You're like, woohoo. Right. Yeah. I think the challenge, yeah, it would be tougher to do the month, but I think that would definitely be a, a an interesting oh, yeah. challenge because after, I mean, we, some of us have taken two week vacations before. Yeah. Yes. But usually by the end of that second week, you're already feeling kind of like, I don't know what else to do with myself. Bingo. So, yeah. And that's it. So you want to have a post working, working plan. There you go. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Yeah. What can I do that's fulfilling? Because I think that's the biggest thing that people don't think about. What can I do that is going to make my life better, that I can make other people's lives better, that will enhance every for me and everybody around me what's going on? There you go. I like it. So start talking, start thinking about that transition into retirement. What's it going to look like? That's number 20. Number 21, Charles, consolidate accounts. If you've got multiple things out there, right, this kind of goes back to our financial junk drawer back from the prior podcast on number 11. Consolidation will help clean up that junk drawer too. It's amazing how many people come in with seven IRAs and three 401ks. And my question is, why? Well, they just never just changed. Just collected them through them the years. Put yeah. them all in one place. Yeah. Oh, that would be simpler, wouldn't it? <laughs> right. Less I know. Paper. I mean, that's that's honest to gosh. That's their response. Well, I never really, yeah, that would be easier. Yeah, save a forest too. Comes up, yeah, yeah. Stop <laughs> killing trees. Um, yeah. How about just one state, but not eight? Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. 
There's that synergy yeah. again, right? That's yeah. going to help consolidate, yeah. which is going to help uh, organize, which is going to help your, you know, getting with an advisor. Yeah. It's just going to make your life easier. So yeah, it just does, and then you can see all of it in one place, and then you can see is it does this actually now that it's all in one place. Does it make sense? Well, think about the hidden is. fee conversation we had too, right? With oh, some yeah, of these things. Paying, yeah, yeah, good Lord, it's all over the place. So if you get this down to one account and you get them all put together under one roof, yeah. uh, then you're only, pay, only paying one maintenance man, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yes, instead of having seven guys mow your lawn. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, uh, we're at 22 minutes. So, hey, we're at number 22 as well. So oh, look wow. at that. How is it? Plan that one. No, I don't know. It just kind of <laughs> happened. All right. So let's finish this last one up here. Number 22, Charles. Listen to more episodes of this podcast <laughs> so you can get smarter about things when it comes to finances. Hey, look, Financial Choices Matter. That's the name of the podcast. We made this one pretty easy. If you don't do anything else on this list, do number 22. Uh, that's uh, yeah, please. That's kind of self-serving. It's a little self-serving, but come I, on, it's I don't, funny. You know, it's Christmas night for Pete's sake. It's the holiday season. Give me a break. That's right. Uh, I mean, well, hopefully, we've been imparting good information to you. Exactly. Um, I, Mark and I have fun doing these, and in you know, in the meantime, there's a jillion different ways to do this stuff, and I just think there's there's ways that make the most sense. I've done it long enough to know there's a bunch of junk out there that if you could avoid it you would be better off. There you go. All right, folks. Well, thanks for hanging out with us. We're going to let you go and get on with your holiday season, but make sure that you have subscribed to the podcast so that you can do number 22 and listen to more episodes as we release those in the coming year. So thank you so much for your time this season. We certainly appreciate it. Stay safe and sane and all that good stuff. And don't forget to subscribe at Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, all those platforms is where you can find Financial Choices Matter. You can type that right in the search box or just go to Charles's website, especially if you need to get some help and get started with someone to help you get to and through retirement. Go to PellettonCapital.com. That is P-E-L-L-E-T-O-N Capital.com. Again, PellettonCapital.com. Charles, my friend, thanks for hanging out. I hope you feel better and have a great holiday. Thank you. You too, Mark. See you next year. We'll see you next year. Very strange, but we will see you next year. And we'll (laughs) talk to you in 2022 on Financial Choices Matter. Financial planning and investment advisory services are provided by Peloton Capital Management Limited, a state-registered investment advisor. Past performance is not indicative of future results. No one should assume the information presented here serves as a receipt of or substitute for personalized individual advice provided by Peloton Capital Management. For more information, visit www.pelotoncapital.com.